This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online platform that helps you find a therapist that will match your needs. BetterHelp offers live video chats, um, open discussion conversations with real therapists in real time if that's what you need. I personally love it and have used it now for almost two years. I would really recommend if you need someone to talk to that is not in your family or your friend circle, (laughs) that you reach out to betterhelp.com and you will receive 10% off if you use my code BGP. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash BGP to find the right online counselor for you. Hi, welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we talk about health, wellness, careers, parenting, relationships, and everything in between. I am your host, April Melton. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back to Big Girl Pants Podcast. We have a return guest who's like one of my favorites, Mary Rob. What's up? I'm so pumped. This is the third time. I can't believe it. Third time's a charm. This is going to be the best one. Okay, and we have to talk about the glow up from the first time you came on to now. (laughs) I've had a lot of alcohol. That was... Was it 2020, your first time coming? Yeah. 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 It was like mid, it was like pandemic. Yeah. We're just going to make this an annual thing. We're just going to go ahead and book you out for next year. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. So let's check our calendar. No, I'm kidding. Let's check our calendars and put you on the calendar for again for another year. But yeah, you've literally like evolved as a woman and as a person since 2020 because the first episode you came on for everybody listening who didn't maybe hear that first episode uh you we were in Shapiro's house and you were like wedding planning Uh yeah and you were like in the midst of it freaking out because you had postponed your wedding date twice Mm -hmm. which thanks god (laughs) thank you for getting my back and not letting (laughs) me proceed with that Mm -hmm. but yeah and brand new still I mean I was a year in I think owning the business yeah yeah, so there's a lot going on. For real. Ooh. Yeah. You're like a grown-up now. Like a real grown-up. I know. <laughs> I got my training wheels off. I know. It's well, great. So in 2020, you were what? 26, 27? 28. 28. Because you're 30 now. I am. Ooh, get it, girl. Isn't it's it a, nice? It's a it feels nice like, age. Right. It is yeah. a nice age. You start to give less fucks. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I literally don't care at all. I don't care. It's so nice. I, I get to do, do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. That's and I sh- don't have to prove myself anymore. Shapiro said that's what happens when you get older. She was like, just you, you think your 30s are good. Just wait till your 40s and you really don't give a fuck. I was <sighs> like, oh, yeah, can't wait. Pumped. I mean, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around 30. So I'll, I know. I'll, one step at a time. <laughs> right? Like, slow down. Chill out. I made a joke. I'll be 29 forever. So Literally, still, we're not. No. If you ask me in public, I'm 29. So. So, if you ask me in public, I'm like 26. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, how old do you think I am? We're playing that game now. <laughs> I know. Why do people, when we go out, sometimes like when a guy walks up to me and is like, how old are you? I'm like too old for you because guys my age don't ask me how old I am. And older men don't ask me how old I am. Because <laughs> they don't want you to ask them back. Exactly. I mean, and they don't care. They're like, you are appeasing to my eyeballs right now. I don't give a shit what year you were born. <laughs> that is the dumbest question I've ever heard. Next. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Dallas. <laughs> we love that for us. Speaking of Dallas, mm-hmm. you live there and you're about to move. I am. Why are you moving? So I'm moving because the place that I'm at now, it was my little, my bridge to my future. Sure. And uh, it's great. It's been beautiful. It's great for my dogs, but it's in a mm, borderline shady location. Yeah. And I get a lot of sketchy activities. So. Yeah. 
I um, and I mean it's Dallas proper. You have a Dallas zip code. Yeah, I'm on like Live Oak. Yeah, which if anybody lives in Dallas, like Live Oak goes straight into downtown. Yep. And so I hear ambulances and fire trucks and cop cars like all day and all twenty four seven. I get woken up two or three times a night, and they're loud. Right. And my heart starts racing. It's like so panic. That's Anxiety. why I'm moving. Yeah. yeah. And well, I, and also like you've had some people, you've had some men try to knock on your door and like yeah yeah. Yeah. Come inside your house. Yep. But, you know, we're locked and loaded up there. <laughs> Don't you worry about me, girlfriend. We are strapped. <laughs> I have a sign <laughs> at my front door that says we shoot to kill because we're too cheap to hire an attorney. So. Okay. Oh, perfect. Come at me, bitch. We're not like Sophia. We're not like Sophia with an F. We don't say our attorneys can get us out of everything. We'll no. just shoot you first. We'll get you. In shoot Texas, first we're later. To. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shoot to kill. Damn, Look, dude. In Texas, you know, you got to just kill them. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. I actually thought about that the other day because there was some, like, um, some theft in our neighborhood. Nothing big. Somebody stole a catalytic converter off my neighbor's truck. Oh. Weird. Weird. Very weird. Hmm. But they have precious metals in them. So they have platinum, gold, silver in the catalytic converter. These people know this, so they'll go and sell them. Hmm. It's like tops, 500 bucks. Like that type. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm like. All right. But I was like, man, what if something were to happen? Like, what if somebody tried to break into my house? Do I have a gun? I don't even own a gun. I know mm. how to shoot a gun, but I don't own a gun. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. Maybe I'll be... Uh... We should go shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally... I would love that. That's yeah. So The range is what's up. Welcome yeah. to Texas. Yeah. So you're moving now. I'm moving. Yep. To a better place. To a better place. I'm better so area. I'm sure you asked the questions that you needed to ask about the yeah. surroundings. Yeah, I know the area really well now. It's still close to where I'm at, but it's sure. just in a much better little pocket. Perfect. And it's off of the main road. Yeah. Um, and I'm super pumped. I'm actually going to get rid of all of my decoration. I'm starting over. Oh, yay. I mean, I'm going to really be intentional this time about it. So Because last time I was just in a rush and just going through stuff. So I was just kind of like, whatever. But yeah. this time I cannot wait to vibe it out. That's exciting. So. And it's like your second, like, this is your, the first one was your transition pad, mm-hmm. right? Now this is like, this is my established pad. Mm-hmm. This is mine. Mm-hmm. I get to do with it what I want. Yeah, now that I'm me, it's hard when you go from like Us. every decision has to be made with two people to mm-hmm. doing it on your own. And you're like, well, I don't even know what I like because I'm used to just, you know, compromising, collaborating, whatever. Right. And picking with somebody else. Yeah. I'm thinking about their opinions. Yeah. What they like, yeah. what they don't like. And I'm pretty chill. Like, I'm, I was just kind of like, whatever, whatever Same. you like. I didn't really care as much. Yeah. But now. I'm like, you know what? Actually, I want to I want to care about this. I yeah. want to come home and just really feel like this is me and I'm comfortable. And, and I picked all of this. Like, these yeah. were my decisions. These were my choices. And I want it to be really fucking cool. Yeah. So, and really fucking pretty. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> like, I want people to come over and be like, this is so cool. I never want to leave. Right. But I love your to. house. But also get out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an extroverted introvert. I need my recharging time. <laughs> I think so. That's funny that's interesting me too the whole concept of I the am. extroverted introvert what does that even mean it's, I'm so, so it's like so and don't get me wrong I am very much like someone who needs to be around people because mm-hmm. people stimulate me and they do quote unquote uh recharge my batteries mm-hmm. but I do know that I need that solitude to really recharge my batteries. Like I need that Zen state of like going to the gym and working out and yeah. doing my errands or listening to my podcasts or audiobooks or whatever. That's my me time. That's mm-hmm. why I wake up super early in the morning so I don't have to deal with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Just with myself. Me and my mm-hmm. dogs. Dogs don't count, you know. 
But yeah, that's what, so Shapiro told me about that first and I was like, I don't know, I really love being around people. And I grew up in a big family where there was three kids and always things happening in the house, you know? Yeah. Somebody's skating down the hallway or someone's <laughs> shooting a basketball or whatever. Chaos. Yeah, chaos all the time. Yeah. But then now that I get older, I'm like, no, man, I need my peace. Mm-hmm. And when nobody's home, I just relish in that. Yeah. I'm just living my best life. It is nice. It At is first, nice. I was like super resistant to it. But now that I'm comfortable in it, yes. it, it is very nice. And there's like peace in the stillness for sure mm-hmm. for both like your mental and physical, like there's not mm-hmm. things, your body's not on guard all the time. Yeah. You're like, I'm just at home. Yeah. I'm going to be at home and I'm going to do my laundry or whatever. I'm going to cook a meal for myself. Like yeah. that's the best. It feels so nice. It is so nice. You're totally right. <laughs> well, I love it. So what about, I'm looking at our notes. Um, oh, damn. There's so many good ones. I know. I'm okay. like, how do we go into this? So let's talk about, Let's re let's start at the top and we'll talk about what we talked about on the last episode, but in more detail and in more depth mm-hmm. about that. And and we can kind of start at um like choosing a partner when you're younger in your twenties, right? Yes. And the difference between choose between the person the type of person that you might choose in your younger twenties mm-hmm. versus who you might choose now, now that you are who you are. Yeah. I think that's an interesting concept because I've always been a relationship person, but I didn't realize until now, and I think this kind of portion of what we're talking about is going to be like lessons learned. Yeah, for sure. From my mistakes and failures. Um, It's the best way to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I always felt like I knew what I wanted and I knew what I needed. And a lot of the things that I have found along the way were partially it, but not totally. And The challenge that happened for me was I met someone when I was 23. I was just starting my career. Yeah. I was always driven and motivated, but I was still like finding myself. I was building my confidence. I was just kind of, you know, when you're 23, just floating around, living life. Sure. Happy, not really trying to figure it all out. Like what adulting is, like what all of those things are. Yeah, Yeah. I wasn't in a rush to get married. I just wanted to meet, I just wanted a boyfriend. Sure. Um, Like we all do all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's interesting because looking back, you know, you, you try and figure out like, I always look at myself and I think, what did I do wrong or what, what could I could sure. have done differently? And it's just the challenge is you grow so much during that time frame in your twenties that some people get lucky and they choose the right partner who grows with them. Um, just in my situation, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And I, my life changed so much over the course of five years. I went from making next to nothing to making way over six figures in yeah. five years. And that was a big adjustment for me. Sure. Um, and on top of that, I, it led me to a path where I was able to start my business at 27. And um, a lot of the issues that I just was completely unaware of when I was younger started bubbling up because as you get older you learn more about people and character and behavior and more about, for me, it was leadership and business ownership really opened my eyes to a lot of things. I still had a lot to learn, but, um, the way that I see things and the way that I, I believe and showing up and how to lead and, um, also my faith, all of those things are extremely important and they are major deal breakers if we're not in alignment. And 
I didn't even know that until I was like right. 28, 29. Yeah. Well, and scary. it's like I said, uh, you and I, you know, we talked about this episode before we recorded it. It's like I told you before, literally our frontal lobe is not developed until we're almost 30. Yeah. So like your brain and think about when you're 23, right? You're mm-hmm. hanging out with your friends. You're partying a yeah. lot. You're drinking a lot. You're having fun. You're kind of managing like um, you're not being reactive, but you're just sort of like managing the fun between your jobs, yeah, right? Or between your job, right? You're just yeah. working. You're hanging out with your partner or whatever you're doing. Like, and then we get a little bit older mm-hmm. and then we stop potentially partying as much, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like we're getting blackout wasted every weekend. Hey, some people do. I don't live your best <laughs> life. I ain't judging you. But you have more yeah. time to think, okay, is this a gut feeling? Is this my intuition telling me? Is this God telling me, mm-hmm. hey, this is a, this this might not be okay. This, is, this could potentially be a problem. And it's um, funny that I read something once that said, the red flags you ignore in the beginning are typically the demise of your relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. So good. And if, if at the beginning so we're like, I'm going with the flow. I'm super easy. I'm not high maintenance. Everything is fine. Oh, he's annoying as fuck. It's going to be okay. He likes me. Blah, blah, blah. But 100%. now it's like, nah, Mm-mm. like, nah, man, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, I get that. Cause I, I kind of float in that space where I was trying to just be like the chill girl, the, I don't care. I mean, of course. Of course. Women have a higher level of agreeability. Yeah. Yeah. And men love that shit. Of course. They they eat it up. They love it. They're Uh, like, oh, you're just going to do whatever I want to do? Okay, great. Let me just push this to the limit. I mean, to be fair, I love it when men are like that with me. And they're like, I'll do whatever you want to do. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) They only do that for so long, though. Don't get it twisted. Make sure they do it for years before you commit. I know. And I just, the one thing that keeps popping up that, I just wanted to say that, and we can just put a pin on this whole subject after this, but I think the thing that drove me to all of these realizations and even pushed me to start the business was so many of the conversations and so many of the disconnects were, I kept being told, well, you don't own a business, so you don't know what it's like. Mm. You know, issues that happened at home, at work, in our careers, and that just really bothered me because I thought, you know what, that's actually accurate. I don't know. When I started my business and I figured it out for myself, I still disagreed with right. the conversations we had had. Yeah. So we were just not in alignment on a lot of things. A lot of things. And what were some, and you don't have to name specifically what those things are, but what were some of the feelings that you were having during those times where you were like, man, this really might be an issue. Like, I really don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know. Like, what were some, like, um... Not necessarily red flags, but like what what were you what would you say you went through? Because again, there's two sides. To, there's three sides to every story. There's his side, her side, and the truth, right? Yeah. And it's like it's very easy for us to be hyper focused on what we think is not going right, and maybe they see things differently or whatever. But for me, I know that in my multiple failed relationships, <laughs> yeah, or my multiple my multiple growing moments was just like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't get over it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let them go. Yeah. Like, what were some of those um, feelings for you? Like, you found yourself maybe thinking about it all the time, or you have the conversations with your partner and nothing changes, yeah. or, right. I mean, I honestly, it was the most heartbreaking thing because I think I have this habit, I feel a lot of women do this, where I project onto them what I see in them. Mm-hmm. their potential. For sure. You know, you see someone... Of course we do that. 
you know, we're emotional, we're women, and yep. that's what we're supposed to be. And we're empathetic and nurturing and loving and caring. And I had projected a person onto him that he was not. Yeah. And I just was completely devastated when I finally put it all together and realized that the person I thought I was with was not yeah. who I thought it was. And um, so I was actually, <laughs> last night when I was driving home, <laughs> there's a song yeah. that literally explains this to a T. Yeah. It's called In My Head by Ariana Grande. Yeah. It says, oh my God, I love that she song. says, um, wanted you to grow, but boy, you weren't budding. Everything you, were ma- everything you are made you, everything you aren't. I saw your potential without seeing credentials. Maybe that's the issue. Can't hold that shit against you. Yes, I did it to myself. I thought you were somebody else. Dang. And I was just like, like my whole uh, life in song lyrics. <laughs> but you know what's messed up though is like the experiences that I've had is like they always come back after. They're always like, I fucked up. I wish I would have not taken you for granted. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. The hard part is, I don't know about you, but for me, like when my heart is like closed Dude, off. Dude, I was done. You just The problem can't. is women, we are incrementally evaluating the situation all the time, right? Mm-hmm. We're always, because biologically we have to identify when we're in danger, right? Yeah. So it's like, because there aren't lions and tigers chasing us anymore, yeah. we are then innately, like in... We're innately and ingrained with this fight or flight response that if if we come up to these situations where we think it's like a lion or tiger or our brain thinks it's a lion or tiger, but in reality, it's just a, a relationship that's not working or a living situation that's not working. We're like, oh shit, is this where, like, am I going to be able to make it out of this? Am I going to survive this? Yeah. And then we get to that point where we're like, okay, literally I'm past the point of survival. Like I have yeah. to get out or I'm going to, you know, die or whatever. Yeah. But it, that's like, our, that's our brain. Yeah. And our brain is so connected to our heart and our emotions yes. and everything to where we're like, oh shit, it's done. Yeah. Like I tried. And yeah. there's another phrase that I saw that said, if you don't listen to the whispers, you're forced to hear the screams. So like the whispers are every conversation that I have with you where I tell you, hey, this is what I need. Hey, this is how I need you to show up for me. Hey, this is this is how I feel love or how I uh, receive love or whatever. And every time those things are ignored, you just you reach the past the point of no return. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I'm a fighter. I will I will fight to the end to make something work. I'm not a quitter. And so I think that was the the hardest part of all of it was just the failure piece because, you know, I, I put so much time and work and effort into this and it was a huge part of my world. It was my world. Yeah. Um, you guys had a house together. Yeah. In my mind, you know, I put God, family, then business. That's just the way I'm wired. Right. And, um, not that I don't work hard. I do, but you know, priority wise. So it was, it, it took a long time and I, I learned a lot this past year because I jumped right into dating and I was not ready to date. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we like to learn that the hard say way sorry too. Sorry to some of the guys <laughs> I dated for being a psycho. I still am a little bit crazy, but you know. It's okay. Know. You're pretty. Yeah. It's so cool. cute. Yeah, it's fine. The, the crazy cute scale is real. I, it's so, so real. Pick your battles, man. The cuter she is, the crazier <laughs> she is. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. 
But just, you know, it's easy to deal with if you know how to deal with it. But also, you're self-aware. So it's like, yeah, yeah. sure, everybody has their t- their crazy, their level of crazy. But, you know, men are the same. Yeah. Right? Or they're stubborn or they're whatever. Right? Men are just as emotional as women. They just don't know what to do with their feelings. <laughs> I prefer that they, like, go to the gym and work it out. But yeah. also talk. Could you talk? Could you just be in therapy? That'd be great. Because their feelings come out as anger. Right. Like underneath anger is hurt, pain, fear, whatever. All of it. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh. So, yeah, I guess the dating situation. Yeah. Mm. How'd that go? You've been a great advocate. Thank you. You've been so nice. I love hearing all your dating stories. Oh, they're shitty. Oh, (laughs) there were so many though. (laughs) I probably, when I was single, so I met, I dated Chloe's dad when I was 22, Mm -hmm. almost 23. We got married when I was 24. So I was a child and I was very much like the, um, the agree, my agreeableness was super high. Whatever I thought. I thought because my parents were divorced, right? Mm-hmm. So like I grew up in two separate households where my there was a dad and a stepmom and a mom and a stepdad. And I thought that the type of wife that I should be or the type of woman that I should be is one who stands by her man, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Without even taking myself into consideration. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you do that, you're not being true to yourself and you're not showing up for yourself. So you're not going to be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. regardless. Like, yeah. You have to show up for you first, then you get to show up for everybody else. Well, when I was 24, we got married and he was in the oil field. So we moved a bunch of times and I was just like loyal to the soil, man. I was like, sure, wherever you want to go, let's go. Like, I'm your wife. This is what I'm supposed to do. So we moved to Pittsburgh and Kansas and North Dakota and all this stuff. Wow. Eventually I got pregnant with Chloe in North Dakota, had Chloe in North Dakota. And then I was like, all right. this shit working or not and I will say we have a wonderful co-parenting relationship now awesome but our divorce was shit Mm. it was terrible it was not easy and he was at that point where he was like whatever we can do to make it work and I was like dude I've been telling you for years what I need from you and like you still can't do it and I think that it's all like People are afraid to be brutally honest with people, especially their partner, because they're concerned about hurting their feelings. When in reality, I'm like, bro, tell me the truth so I, because I can handle it. Yeah. Like, and tell me the truth so that I can improve upon that truth, right? Your truth. And for him, I had gained so much weight after Chloe. I had, I wasn't able to lose the weight and like, yeah, that sounds insensitive or whatever from his side, but... Like men are visual creatures and I'm not going to play like that's not true. Yeah. And like I was, I was like 240 pounds. Yeah. And I was like, and he, I, I found some messages like in his, uh, we had an iPad and it had his account on it and he was messaging a girl that he had <sighs> been with previously and was telling her all these things like April's just a bigger girl. Like I'm just not attracted to her. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It was awful. Mm-hmm. But in reality and self-reflection, like I was bigger and I had gained a hundred pounds after Chloe. And even though I was working out, I wasn't doing everything I could do to lose the weight and get back to the size that I was when I met him. Cause I was like 140, 150 pounds when I met him. So like, yeah. that's a hundred pound difference. And how am I yeah. expect, how do I expect my husband to be attracted to me when I'm that different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And for some men, it's an eight. They're just automatically attracted to their wife. Some men are not. And he's just the one that's not. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've had like, we got divorced in 2015. So I've had seven years to think about this, you know? Yeah. And like, it's 
it's a very long, arduous process. But yes, we have a great co-parenting relationship now. But I, I honestly feel like our co-parenting relationship took work that took more work than our marriage because mm. I'm not contractually bound to him anymore, except for Chloe. Yeah, like it's in my best interest to have a good relationship with him and his wife and everybody else. But like, and that's just a whole nother ball game. But yeah, so dating. Mm. I mean, after that, you, I have a kid. Yeah, like. You guys had dogs, you know, <laughs> like I wish I would have had a dog, but whatever. So then after that, you're the entirety of your dating perception changes because you're like, not only do I have to date for myself, but I have to date for someone who could potentially be a stepfather and someone who's open to the idea of being a stepdad. So that eliminates some people. Don't give don't get it twisted though. I still went out with dudes who weren't stepdad eligible. I just did not bring them home. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't bring them anywhere near my kid, but, um, it was very much like sales. Yeah. It was like prospecting. Well, and when you haven't dated in a long time, like I went into it dating. so foreign. Like I was in a relationship still. Oh, yeah. And I was just in a hurry to go find my next relationship. And I found one. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I learned a lot from that situation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, dating's hard and it's a freaking job in itself. Yes. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Because um, you're like emotionally invested. As soon as you start talking to someone, you're just I like... I know. <sighs> well, it's it's fun. It's like ups and downs. Sure. Like you feel bipolar. Yeah. Like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah. And there's always new opportunities. Um, And then you get one and then it takes a while to find one that, you, that you're actually into, you know? Of course. But, you can have five, 10, 20, however many, just random, of course, little plates spinning. Just, yeah, spinning plates all the time. But, you know, it's it's been good. I know a lot more about dating than I did a year ago. What so. do you think you've learned in the, in the last year of dating? Boundaries. That's good. Boundaries. Yay. Uh, That's like our next segment. We can talk I about know. all the boundaries. Um, yeah, boundaries and just... I was single when I was 23 and I'm 30 now and I have a business. I have a lot of responsibilities and yes. I have a lot going on in my world Yes, and it's going to be a very unique, strong, amazing man to understand and, Independent, and be self-sufficient. Yeah. And not codependent. Not codependent, but just knows how to be supportive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, I mean, honestly, it has been really fun. I'm not going to lie. It, it I fun. love being yeah. single in the sense of like, there's always like fun stuff to do. You get of to course. go out. Right. Like, All the time. Yeah. It's a blast. And you could literally meet anyone anywhere. Yeah. Like you just see every, every outing is an opportunity. Oh, I know. It's, it's dangerous. It's <laughs> the best. Mm -hmm. It's like it's sex fun. in the city. I know. <laughs> Especially now because you live in Dallas. And I know. Like, I can just do whatever and go wherever. There's literally stuff going on all the time. I know. It gets exhausting too, though. I'm taking a little break right now because I just, I really have to buckle down and focus on work. But um, I don't know. I would say also learning what red flags are. Mm, very early too. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously I didn't know how to find red flags when I was dating last time. Right. Um, and I've had a couple guys that I dated that I did not know the red flags that were there until after the fact. And then looking back, I was like, oh my gosh. You're like, holy shit. I should have seen that person. How did I miss that? <laughs> There's a lot of narcissistic people out there in yeah. Dallas. Watch out. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're good too. I know. It's the smart ones that'll they're get you. They're deceptive. Yeah. Bitches. Yeah. I mean, I'm naturally attracted to an intelligent man and that can hold a really good conversation and talk about. I've always said you have to have brain sex before you can have actual sex. That's how I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't, 
I need mean, to make sure that we're connecting here yeah. before we connect anywhere else. Like, I like to have fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's like, I don't find you, like, I, I, there's plenty of, like, visually attractive people. Of course. Like, they're everywhere. But if you're stupid, what, yeah. what am I going to do with you? I don't want to fuck you. I mean, I will put, you can be arm candy and you can be pretty and dumb for one yeah. night. But, like, it doesn't go past that. It's like, you know, do you, do you follow Britney Spears? Of course. That guy she's dating, he's Sam. so hot. He does not seem very smart, though. But if you go to his page, I'm like, this guy is so unattractive to me. Like, if you want, I don't know. Love him. Very he's vapid. probably great. I but know. Obviously wants to just be with her for all of the resources there. I was going to say all of the positives there. <sighs> Good for her. Yeah. You know, if I might get to that point, though. I, I might change my mind on this. So. I was actually mm-hmm. listening to a podcast earlier today, and they were talking about how, like, <laughs> older women are just, like, the women that have that are established and have money, they're just like, yeah, we'll just... I'll just take a dude for like a day. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to commit to me. I don't oh need you anymore. Gosh. We're good. And you know, I'm like, shit. That is funny. I hope <laughs> I don't ever get to that, pl- that point. I am. Sounds fun, though. I know. It does sound fun. I do love relationships, though. I love partnership. I love, like, having someone to share life with. And that's truly, like, what I want. Yeah. And I want to find that in somebody. Yeah. And I want it to be a lifelong partnership. For I sure. Just, you know, life is really hard and we're not meant to do it alone. No. We're not meant to be single. We're a tribal um, species. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where like my faith comes in. Like God created marriage. It's his, in my opinion, the greatest gift he could give us is that kind of love because it's how he can show us his love. So, well, and like kids, like, and kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to have kids? I want to have kids. More yeah. kids. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're you're going to get there. I cannot wait. I know. I, I totally can't either. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let me get real fat again. Hold, please. Uh, oh, my gosh. Put you on my stretchy amazing. pants. Thank you. You've done so good. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I guess the dating thing, I'm just learning to take it slow. Yes. Learning to judge by actions and not by words. For sure. My love language is words, so I'm easily manipulated I by know, words. Me too. <laughs> Mine's words of affirmation and physical touch. I'm like, if you touch me and tell me I'm pretty, like that's it. You Dude, got it. Oh, and then they're like, it's I'm the out. worst. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's the worst. <laughs> I know. I'm such a sucker for that. Me too. Touch my butt and tell me I'm pretty. Literally. Literally. every day. And touch my butt, tell me I'm pretty. Feed You're me in. tacos. We're good. Okay. <laughs> it's literally that easy. Oh my god. It's not harder than that. <sighs> I'm trying to get better. I know. I'm working on it. That's honestly though. That's the best part about it was that like this you know this is like your unpaid internship into finding love like you're not getting paid all of this work is like labor of love right like a a laborious process laborious process of like getting there and talking to all these people but I will say like out of all the people that I went on dates with I would say 97% of them were genuinely good people yeah and they're nice and you know what I was radically I practiced so many good life skills with dating like being radically honest with people telling them immediately after the date hey man I really enjoyed having fun with you but I just didn't feel it like the romantic thing was not there for me but I really appreciated your time and I had a great time with you yeah and like even and those guys would even like want to hang out with me just as friends because they were like I respect so much that you told me the truth and you didn't string me along you didn't let me pay for more dates or whatever and you know it's kind of like I told you too like I I got to the point where I was like shit like going on these dates with these dudes and drinking alcohol with them like that really will blur what type of person this really is right so I got to the point where I was like hey let's meet for coffee first like let's have a coffee 
30 minutes, you know, see if, if we actually want to take this somewhere else before I commit to three hours of dinner with you or whatever. Yeah. And then from there, I had a lot of guys cancel after coffee. Okay. So I was like, sweet. Yeah. Like we got that out of the way. I did my prospect meeting. Yeah. <laughs> we figured out it's not going to work. So then yeah. I moved on to somebody else. Yeah. And I also, the difference between dating as a single person, and this can, this can be, uh, you can relate to this because you have a business, right? Because mm-hmm. there aren't going to be times where you're always available. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and those boundaries are very important. Mm-hmm. And I have those boundaries with Chloe. Yeah. But it wasn't uh, elective. That was just a forced boundary, right? Right. I got to date because her dad would work for two weeks and then he'd be home for a week. So I got to date one week a month. Yeah. So I would schedule those dates or I would, you know, check my apps. I would also block my time in my calendar, like to where I was able to check the apps. And like, I love that. I turned off my notifications. Yes. I turned off my (laughs) notifications. I checked them at five o'clock in the morning when I was doing cardio and at like 830 at night when I was going to bed. That was it. That's awesome. So they didn't have access to me all day. Yeah. And like if they didn't respond to the messages when I was able to respond to the messages, that's cool. You're not as into it as I am. Totally fine. Yeah. And then I would schedule the dates for that week. And if they canceled before that week or they didn't message me or they didn't follow up or whatever, I was like, okay, cool. This guy's also not that serious. Yeah. So you get to like filter it out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so smart. Yeah, there's just so many like little things that you don't realize. Like, yeah, if they're available all day long, texting all day long. I mean, that's great, but that's also a red flag. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think, oh, this is fun. Like, because I can talk to 15 people all day, every day. Me too. I mean, I, I I'm just like, have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my job. Is to, I love all of you. To build relationships and talk to people. It's my number one strength life. is communication. So it's like, <laughs> you know, at first I'm getting into dating. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, right. I can just talk to, like, I don't know. But that's also kind of a red flag, especially if we don't know this person very well yet. Yeah. Um, speaking of drinking on dates, yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you of like the whole, like when you drink, like you kind of get, you know, you just ignore certain things, right. you let things go. Yeah. I think alcohol saved me from a potentially crazy person. Uh, yeah. Cause you got to see what kind of person he was. Yeah. 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 On the was, first date. It was wild. Yes. I'm still like... Which that's like a good thing for you. are like, fuck it. Let's get drunk and see what you're really like. That's how I am. I'm just like balls to the wall all the Bring time. Bring it on. Like, all right, I'm let me see. I want to get you. you. I want to get you fucked up. Let's see how you act. <laughs> oh my God. That's let's so smart. We, you're like, let's see. Do you rage? Do you lose your shit? How do you... Are you and sweet? Then I are you a romantic them. drunk? I know. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you're a beast. <laughs> like, yeah, like a 500 pound man <laughs> and a woman's body. Yeah. You're like, no worries, bro. I'm, I'm a buck 30. I can handle a hundred ounces. No big deal. Seven shots. <laughs> Let's go, bitches. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So I show up and there was already, okay. Like I have a problem with being on time. Bro, me too. And it's. Hey, but you know what? I show up cute. So I deliver. I am it's here fine. to entertain. Right. I'm not here to follow the rules. I can show up pretty or I can show up on time. I can't do both, all right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? I mean, so I'm Whatever. like, but I'm always very nice and like communicative if I'm late. Like, right. I don't like when people are late and just like ghost you and don't tell you because that stresses me out. The so fuck out. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Like, I give you like status updates. Me too. Because I think it's a nice thing to do. For sure. And I'm telling this person like, okay, sorry, I'm five minutes late. I literally get there five minutes late and he's already like, all right, but you're late. And I'm like, okay, fuck off. I'm sorry. Uh, what are you, my dad? <laughs> um, so I get there and 
to be fair, like it was a Friday. It sure. was like into the workday, stressful week. Yeah, and yeah. I get it because I am so wound up at the end of a Friday. Like I need to either just have dude. A I was lot working at like ten thirty last night. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wound up. I was like not done. <laughs> yeah, and so like it's you know it's you gotta be you gotta be aware, and I'm very aware of it now. And yeah, I could tell he definitely like was coming down off of a work uh, day. Yeah, had a very successful job that required a lot of. It was a high pressure job. Sure. And so I made him take shots of me because he was mad that I was late. No, he, he was nice, but kind of. But so we get into conversation about all kinds of things. We're on the same page about politics, religion, all this stuff. But I could just tell like something was off. Like he he, sure. he felt a little, um, I got like a little bit of almost an insecure, un- unsure vibe. Yeah. And I was just, I was, I always try and like kill them with kindness and just be nice and try to make them comfortable. Like right. if I feel like they're nervous. Sure. So, yeah, because you can typically see that, especially because you meet with so many people all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I get like your first date, I get nervous too. Yeah. And so, you know, I try and be really friendly. <laughs> Don't shut the fuck up. And, <laughs> Story of my life. What? <laughs> Look at my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we go to, across the street to dinner and it just doesn't go well. It kind of goes south. So we... I had had probably four or five drinks. Okay, but how I want you to tell this story because we're not naming names. How did it go south, Mary? Mm, so, <laughs> because well, when I, I this shit. I was like, shut the fuck up. Okay, well, I broke a rule that I'm supposed to follow, which is to not overshare. So I overshared. Okay, my life it was fine <sighs> because I just don't think it's that big of a deal. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I told him about I had a broken engagement. Okay. And wow, you're like the worst person ever. I Wait, know, you had a relationship that failed? See, this is this is oh, where I was just like, okay. First of all, we're 30 now. I Everybody's know. Everybody's gonna like, have some baggage. Like that's. I mean, and if you haven't been engaged or married, what's wrong with you? Red flag. Red flag. Learned that the hard way. Red flag. Twice <laughs> last year, and I'm done with that shit. There's a reason why <laughs> your bitch ass is 35 and has never it's been married. Single. There's one of two conclusions, mm. and I can lean towards one. You live in your one. mother's basement. What's mm. going on? <laughs> Close I mean, enough. <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> I'm not looking to be anybody's beard, is all I have to say. Oh, Ooh. snap. They were very pretty. Well, yeah, we're not going to go there. Eh? What are you going to so, do? So, anyways, um, so he, I said I had been engaged, and he goes, you've been engaged? He's like, what? <laughs> Like like he's he like just freaked kicked out. his dog or something. And, and then he like starts saying, I, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy at this point, but he says something like, well, I mean, are you going to go back to him? And this is like a smart dude. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what kind of question is that? No, I, obviously I'm not with him because I don't want to be with this, like my ex. I'm literally on a date with you, bro. I know. I was just like, okay, insecure, <laughs> such a turn off, but still like trying to salvage what I can. Sure. And then. Because you're in the moment, right? Yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know what to do now. I'm just going to keep drinking. So hopefully I forget all of this. <laughs> this is going to be a great story uh, later. And then, <laughs> and then, so this guy doesn't have social media, which is actually a good thing. It's okay. hard to date when you have like a public profile. And I do a lot of stuff. And unless you understand like the business side of it, you could easily, I feel like guys, I don't know, it's hard to explain what I do. Yes. Um, and I'm trying, I'm working on getting better at it, but I'm working on my 15 second elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So they understand why I do so much on social media. But anyways, um, he doesn't have social media though. No social media. He goes, well, you have a TikTok, don't you? And I go, no, this is drunk Mary. I was just like, not thinking straight. I was just like, I don't know. 
I don't think so. Yeah. Because I, I honestly don't get on TikTok that much. I'm a big Instagram person. Right. I do have a TikTok, but I forgot. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. Like, I have no reason to lie about that. And then he pulls up a TikTok. And he goes, there's, he goes, there's a video of you and your mom on TikTok. I go, Bro. what? I go, okay, I don't. Um, we're not going to talk about family, but me, all, me and my mom don't have a TikTok together. First trust of me. all, did you fucking Google me, bro? So he definitely Googled me, which to be fair, I Google most of the guys most I date. people, but because did I you have... Google me with the intention of catching me in a lie? That was weird. Right. And he pulls it up and it's me and Brittany. And I'm like, first of all, that is not my mom. That's why I was confused Brittany, when you Brittany, you're a hot ass me. mom. What's up, girl? Was, Shout out. And he goes, well, <laughs> I just don't know why you would lie about that. I'm like, why the fuck are you interrogating me? I'm drunk and you're showing me my TikTok. Also, it's our first date. For fuck's sake. <laughs> FFS. Like, so I kind of shut down at that point. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I forget what happened after that, but I left. Yeah. And I was just and like. And you left. Like, you went home. That was it. That was it. So. That, first of all. That takes fucking balls for you to just fucking leave. I think he walked me out. I mean, it wasn't like aggressive, but it was just like, this date's over. I was was like, "Mm -hmm, we're good. Like I hit the wall, you know, that's the problem is like the insecurity, but I do Mm -hmm. understand because you had a similar incident, right? Was that Mm -hmm. you or was that somebody else? Excuse me. There was a guy who like sent you a picture or sent somebody a picture of a gym. That was me too. That was you. I totally almost got freaking catfish, trolling, sex traffic, so like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't trust everybody that you meet on the internet. No. Right? And the problem is with us as women, we are typically initially overly trusting. Like we want to believe what you say. Yeah. But then we have to do our reconnaissance and do our homework in the back yeah. end and make sure that you are who you are. And without social media, it's hard to verify that you are who you are. Did that guy even have a LinkedIn? No. Like, no. And that was such a like red flag yeah. for that. And it's like, I get it. Like my husband does not have... He doesn't have, he has Facebook, he has Instagram, but he doesn't post anything. Yeah. He's just a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, That's cause how most just, guys are. Yeah. And he just doesn't see like, he's not the type of, per- he won't even talk to our neighbors. Like, let's be yeah. real. He's just an extreme recluse. He yeah. likes staying home. He's an introvert. <laughs> And that's what I asked him. I was like, why don't you like post anything ever? Yeah. And he was like, I just don't. I just watch other people's shit. Like yeah. they make content. There's plenty of content on the internet for me to watch. I don't need to make my own. Yeah. But at first I was like, okay, but do you actually have a job? Like, do you yeah. actually work where you work? Because I'm yeah. so reliant on LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Yeah. Are you sure you work there? Yeah. Are you sure you do what you say you do? I know, right? Because they could be lying. I know. Like the Tinder swindler. Like that guy. Like Ugh. really? Ugh. And there was another podcast that I listened to where this guy was like uh, conning women out of all of their money and he was convincing them to take loans against like their 401k, give him the money so he could invest it. When in reality, it was just a Ponzi scheme. Oh he was gosh. just stealing all their money and flipping it and telling them that he would make these payments for them after Mm-mm. they pull all their money out. No. And like, exactly. So it's like, of course you want to trust people at first, but then you got to make sure you do your homework. For sure. Look, I'm not giving anybody money. I make money so I can look cute. Right. One day, you're going to give me all your money. Exactly. I don't, look. But I still got my money on my side, like, to take care of me. Thank you. It's for me, yeah. Nothing for you. No. Yeah. If someone wants to ask me about if I can give them money to invest in 401k, I'd say, no, I want you to buy me a 401k. What are you talking about? And also, like, excuse me? Like, no. (laughs) I don't know. But that guy just got out of prison. So it's like the women who gave them their money, I'm like, you didn't 
think to ask anyone else. There was no one else in your life that could have been an advocate for you. Like, hey, bro, maybe you don't want to take 400K out of your 401K to give to this person that you don't even know, that you barely met. It's sad. We just, we now have access to such a large pool of people that like, we have to take so many extra steps to just figure them out. Yes. Um, But... But but dating them is a good way to find out, for sure. Yeah, and so, (laughs) and even whenever they have, like, oh, my gosh, even when they have, like, great friends, they actually have, like, a social media. They have a real job. They have a great family. Yeah. There can still be red flags. There can still be problems. They can still be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, like, the bizarre thing. But, you know. It's all a lovely learning lesson. But, yes, a lot of the guys that I went on dates with, they eventually became, like, friends, acquaintances, colleagues. There's someone that I went on a date with back in, like, 2018 or 2019 who I still keep up with because we're in the same industry, so we talk a lot. And we're just friends. And I just told him, and, like, you'll see, once you have those conversations with people, like, once you set up that that like a uh, structure, like I want to have a phone call with you. I want to go on a date yeah. with you. I want to have coffee with you or whatever. Once you set that up and you have the phone call, like then they have to ask you on the date. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. and if for women, it's tough, especially women like us, because we're like, well, I set meetings all day long. Yeah. I ask for business all day long. How am I not supposed to ask a dude on a date? Yeah. I'm still supposed to wait for him to ask me, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But you have to play that game. Like that's the fine line is yeah. like, where do I need to be? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Because am I going to be, am I going to come off as pushy or take charge or whatever? It's just like the game. The game is lovely. We love this for us. Mm -mm. That's why I'm taking a break. I'm just going to be coasting along, working on myself and my business. And then if someone crosses my path, great. I'm just exhausted by it, but I will get back into it. We'll see. For sure. Eventually. Yeah. So how is business, by the way? It's good. Yeah. It's really good. We're growing and there's just, there's always new things to learn. Right. Um, but we just made another full-time hire. So and exciting. I'm, I'm so excited. To, and for to everybody listening on. who didn't listen to you before, um, tell them what you do. So I have a social media agency and we work with businesses that want to grow their revenue um, through the use of social media. And we do everything. Um, Hiring us is just like hiring a part-time social media manager. Sure. So we have photographers, videographers, writers, um, strategists, account managers. So basically we take the entire process of social and our goal for the client is to help them grow and, and get more business, make more money right. through social. And right now, I know, because you actually came and worked with us, my mm-hmm. staffing firm. Yes. Um, but outside of that, I know that you guys kind of specialize in the um, aesthetics and plastic. Yeah. And then dentists, I believe, or? Yeah, health, private practice. So um, plastic surgeons, dermatologists, med spas, cosmetic dentists is kind of our wheelhouse. We do have other types of clients um, like in real estate, yeah. law. Okay. Um, really, our, our niche is helping businesses that want to market to a local audience oh, okay. and, and target a local audience. All right. Yeah. So um, it's, it's such a blast. And I get so emotional sometimes thinking about just how crazy it is that it's gotten to be to where it is now. And we're still a, a small business, like sure. don't get me wrong, but yeah. just like how far we've come and just the team that we have and just the fact that I get to show up every day. And honestly, I love what I do. It's hard sure. and it's challenging, but I just couldn't imagine doing anything else. And I feel 
so fulfilled in my purpose now. Yeah. And it's just, it it completely changed me in, in a lot of ways. And so I just, at the same time, like I'm building this thing um, and I, I'm so passionate about it. And so, um, you know, I also can't wait to find someone to share that with too. For sure. Um, but no, business is, it's, it's going really well. And yeah. I don't know, entrepreneurship is just crazy crazy yeah but like awesome it's really fun yeah if you have the energy for it right but i'm a high energy person so same <laughs> until about 8 30 at night then i just crash and then we're done yeah <laughs> yeah so so what um what are some things what are some boundaries that you've kind of put in place for yourself around work like mm. i think a lot of i think what a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk about is like burnout right yeah overworked overstressed, yeah. underslept, undernourished. <laughs> Lucky for you, you work for with companies like Garden Cup and you exactly, can just <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I would feel like a fraud if I sat here and acted like I had that figured out because I don't right now. But the way that I see it is like the first five years, I'm a first time business owner. Right. Um, I'm the first one in my, I'm a first generation business owner. Yeah. I so have, it's not like you had parents who were entrepreneurs that were like, hey, here's how you do it. No, yeah. not at all. Right. Um, and so I'm kind of giving myself the grace to just like figure it out and just know that I'm going to be stressed the fuck out for the next, for the first five years. Right. And, um, part of the reason I started it when I was 27, like, you know, timeline wise is like 27 to 32 to just bust my ass and, and get and this thing off the ground. Right. And, um, then I want to, I do want a family. Like I really, I want a husband. I want kids. Like I love kids. And so, um, but I just know there's no way I could even try to get pregnant in this mental state yeah um, or the stressed out state yeah yeah and um, plus on top of your apartment like waking up every night you're like <laughs> i don't even sleep gunshots ambulances <laughs> homeless people walking up to my door hey can you come down i want to see what you look like like no go away um i could not imagine mm, but yeah so i am just kind of in this space but what i try to do so the things that do help me um is whenever I stick to a routine, which yeah. is very hard for my personality because I'm all over the place. Me too. Um, but when I take the time in the morning to get up early, read my devotional, really spend time in prayer and then working out yeah. too first and then showing up, I am like a different human. You're a whole new person. Yeah. That's me too. And and that's kind of one thing that really helps me. And then um, I try really hard not to work on weekends. Now... When I say not work on weekends, that's on my business stuff, but right. my personal brand, social media that I'm having to kind of start over, I'm kind of always doing that. Dude, um, starting over. Yeah, so. Your Instagram got like just shut down. Yeah, so. And you had like what, uh, 5,500 followers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't huge, but. It wasn't huge, but it was something that you had built and established and that you had. Yeah. And going back on what you do for a for a living. Right. You're like, this is my personal brand. This yeah. is what I've done for myself. And then Instagram's like, hey, see you around. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's kind of scary, And honestly. they didn't even tell you why. No. Well, so I was experimenting with a new software that was like out of the country yeah. that automatically sends a welcome to my page message when they fall when someone new follows, follows you. you which a lot and of people I think do that's what triggered it right um but yeah they i have done everything in my power to get, it, try back, to get it back and i can't to be honest when things like that happen especially like any bad thing happens i really 
I don't know. I have this weird thing. Like, I like to control things, but at the same time, like, I, I need just, to be reminded that I'm not in control. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have time to even worry about this right now. And if this is a sign that I just need to start fresh and I just need to pivot, like, right now I'm, I'm going through, like, a, a phase of figuring out, like, how I want to show up on social media and, like, yeah. what my brand really is. And right. What it means, and I needed to be alone and just figure that out for myself. And so it's kind of exciting. I, I'm definitely gonna be starting fresh. I mean, I, I've kind of started fresh already, but sure. I definitely want to get more strategic with it. Um, as the, uh, as our business grows, as the agency grows, I can put time back into it. But honestly, right now my time is really on the business. So um, I do the I do fashion stuff, travel stuff, lifestyle stuff for fun, sure. fitness. I mean, don't get it twisted. I love looking at your Instagram. Thanks. I think everybody does. I think everybody does who follows you. I, Thank you. I haven't met one person who's like, oh my God, that girl, she's so repulsive. Because you're not, you're not cringy. Nothing that you do is cringe. You oh, show thanks. like outfits, you show you clothes, you show self-tanner, like mm-hmm. all of those things. And at no point do I ever see your story like pop up at the top of my Instagram. And I'm like, ew, another story from Mary. I'm like, ooh, another story from Mary. What is she talking about now? <laughs> Which I love it because you're always, you're posting, your uh, vibe and your energy is very positive. Positive, which oh, good. That's, yes, that's good, what I get yeah. from you, which that's is why. And it's so funny because people are like, well, how can you get an energy from Instagram when someone is crying on their story every day? That is draining. Because yeah. when you look at somebody crying on their story every day, that's draining. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the hard part. That's where I struggle the most with social media is vulnerability because I have a lot at stake, at risk. And so, you Professionally, know. Mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. across the board. But parentally, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we love it. We love it for us. Cheers. Uh, yeah, I have employees. I have clients. You know, and so when I'm posting stuff, I'm, I'm I try to be really mindful, but at the same time, like I like the accounts where they just give it to you straight. Yeah. Like I don't want to hear the fluff about how you how you ate six healthy meals a day, right? Or about how your biggest struggle in life was your package got lost in the mail. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Also, how realistic is that? Okay, I, the there's day, real shit going on out here. <laughs> Some of the bigger influencers, they're so creative and so talented, but like sometimes they're just so surface and just so. But it's uh, also like um, I don't want to say rich people problems, but it's like those are their problems because they don't struggle anymore. Yeah, they don't have those struggles anymore. They don't know what yeah. it's like. Like, and I and I'll tell you this. It, it happened to me once I started getting to a certain income bracket. Mm-hmm. I stopped realizing that people had struggles where they're like, I have to rely on this amount of money to make sure that I can pay my bills because I don't yeah. have that problem anymore. So it's yeah. like if I say something like, Well, if you don't if you're not able to close that deal, it's really not a big deal. Like the universe will pay you back in some way as long as you're doing the right thing. And they're like, Yeah, bitch, but my electricity bill's due tomorrow, so like I gotta pay that shit. Yeah. And I don't have no money to pay that shit. And I'm like, Oh fuck, damn, I forgot what that was like. I'm sorry, that was really insensitive of me. <laughs> yeah. But that shit's real. It and is. they just don't like there's someone that I follow that you probably follow too who um, the complaints are uh, rich people problems. Yeah. And that's okay because that's the problems that they have currently. It's just tough because you're out of touch with your following, with the people that follow you. So it's like make sure that we're using perspective in all things. And I love when I have uh, a moment like that where I can grow from it. Yeah. Because there's that's life's teacher is your fuck-ups, your mistakes, like your failures, all of it. And there's no better way to learn than to fuck it up. 
Yeah, it's so true. And not feel stupid. Well, it, <laughs> I don't know. It's always when I've been drinking wine, I'll go on Instagram and I'm like, I need to stop doing that. But first of all, <laughs> I'm here for the wine rants, bitch, because that's how we all get, okay? And if we were drinking right now, we'd have some mimosas or some shit. Like, then we could really get into it. Okay, but. add a layer of trying to date and then, like, have a public social media. These guys... Dude, like, I, I have a fucking off. podcast. They were like, are you going to go on your podcast and talk about me? And I'm like, yes. First of all, are you bringing quality content for me to discuss it? Are you adding value to my target audience? You're not there yet. We're not here yet. That's like posting a dude on your That's social hilarious. media before you've committed. Like, yeah. you post a dude on your social media for one date. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, bro. Dude. What are you bringing to the table? Oh, like, my gosh. I know that you have the confidence of an average looking white man, but like, chill out, you know? They all oh, ask me that shit. They're God. like, well, what's your podcast? What do you talk about? And then I hate it because the name is very um, misleading. So they yeah. think that I only talk about women or that I only talk about this thing. And I'm like, no, like it's everything. I talk yeah. to men. I talk to women. I talk to yeah. everyone. Like I want to provide all the perspectives and, and share all the stories that I can. They're like, uh, big girl pants. It sounds like just a girl podcast. I'm like, great. Don't listen. Yeah. Don't listen. I don't give a shit. I got plenty of listeners. We're good. Not a, wow, that's so cool that (laughs) you pursued your passion and you're doing something. Listen, that only comes from people who are very Mm self-aware and who are confident within themselves. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a red flag. Gosh. I can't can't with you, bro. I can't with you. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. You need a dude who's like a little bit older, who's sure of himself, who's attractive, I'm like literally scanning my Rolodex in my head. Who do I know that I can set Mary up with? But someone who's like secure within their self, their masculinity and their femininity because for every person we have both sides. Like I need you to be vulnerable but also strong and I can be vulnerable and also strong and show up for you too in the same way, right? You need someone who's who's similar to you, like an entrepreneur but someone who's really done some fucking work on himself that can show up and be like, hey, I fucked up on this and I'm sorry and and I promise that that I will work on this to not do it again or whatever, but I'm here for you and I support you and I support whatever fucking dream you want to do and I will be that person for you. Yeah. Like, and you need someone who can tell you that, who can look you in the eye and tell you that. Like, and until you find that guy, fuck all these dudes, like, you know, get get out of here and go on dates with them and practice and, and use, it's just like when you go on a shitty meeting, right? With a client where you're like, I'm probably not going to be a fit for you, but that's okay. Yeah. And all of those are just like riding a bike. Yeah. It's just like practice. It really is. It really is. That's so funny you're saying all of that. <laughs> I, I'm stuck on the podcast comment. I had Oh, a, dude, so many. It's hard. So many. You have to figure out, like, what does support mean? Like, what does that look like? It's going to mean a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. I remember I was in a relationship where, and it fell apart at this, like, pivotal moment where I had just gone and I was last year, I was exploring getting an investor and building a software. I remember that. Yeah. I may eventually do that, but I'm kind of putting that on the side for now. But I was talking to like four different investor groups and I went to the network bar in Dallas and I was at a table with a, 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 basically a fund of, there are seven men there. They're all older in their fifties, sixties, white men. And I was just talking to them, like hanging out. I was telling them, telling them about my business. We yeah. had a lot of mutual connections. Yeah, it was a great meeting. But like afterwards, like I wanted my 
partner to talk to about it. Yeah. And I realized in that moment, um, he just was not able to understand at all what I just went through. And like, granted, I was so excited, but at the same time underneath that, like I was nervous. I was having imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't deserve to be here, but I'm here. And I got, you know, no support in that moment. And right. then I got kind of gaslighted like in a sense and I just realized like oh my gosh I was not looking for the right things and that's why like when I first started dating I, I still didn't fully sure know what I was doing right or what I wanted. know what you were looking for yeah and that was a very hard lesson because it wasn't necessarily it I just wasn't you know paying attention and realizing what I really need and what right. I need to look for yes in a man yeah and I had, it's almost something as, as simple as like writing down a list like legit I've like done that. what the what this support and and you get specific with it right it's yeah. like manifesting like where do you see yourself in the future what what do i see in my potential partner it's like i need someone to support me in this moment and if they can't cuz nobody's fucking perfect right no. i'm never going to show up perfect and no. i there are going to be moments where like this my partner needed me to do this and i fucked up and i wasn't able to do that but when you write down those things asterisk right mm-hmm. or they're willing to work to, to to get towards that goal. But yeah. it's, it's when you find that person or when you're with that person who's not willing to put in the effort to get there, that's mm-hmm. when you know that you're not with the right person. Yeah. And that's what I'll say is that was the identifier for me that how I knew that the relationships that I was in previously were not going to work because when someone looks at you and says, you're going to start a podcast, what the fuck do you have to talk about? That's not the right uh, person for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, that's not the person no. for you. Well, I that was a, not the person for me. That is horrible. And I'm, I'm hope that he's embarrassed for that, but I hope he is too. But that's his own insecurity, right? That's, that's them projecting onto you, yeah. their insecurities and their shortcomings and where they don't feel confident. Cause maybe that's something that they always wanted to do, or maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't even know that they wanted to do it. But once you start doing it, you're pursuing your dreams and they're like, Whoa, what the fuck? You're going to just go do whatever you want. Fuck. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I only live once, man. YOLO. You literally. Well, six shots too. <laughs> no, more shots. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't, what the fuck? What are we, what are we wasting our time 100%. for? 100%. That's how I live life too. And yeah, I can't be with the small minded person. No, no. You got to be meta, man. You got to have big dreams and big goals and big futures. And like literally it's such a cliche, but if you shoot for the moon and you land among the stars, at least you're not on the fucking ground. Yes. Like, yes. At least I tried. Yes. At least I tried and failed. That's true. That that makes me feel better about. never trying ever again. (laughs) That's how I, and you know what? That's how I feel about relationships and dating too. Literally. I don't really. Everything was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. We all date. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. We're human. Yes. Not a big deal. It's literally what we're supposed to do. It's fine. Yes. Um, I was going to say something. I just forgot. Um, I'm sorry. I distracted you. No, it's okay. From your point, what you were saying. I, yeah. So anyways, it's, it's interesting to figure out, you know. So that. That can kind of take us to, because this I'm going to title this episode Dating a CEO, oh, just shit. so you know. Oh, great. <laughs> They're going to listen to this and be like, this girl's not CEO material. Yes, she is, bitch. <laughs> That's what this shit looks like. Okay, <laughs> fuck y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. But um, how do you think that you've changed your dating strategy or what do you think that you've done to implement some things for dating as a CEO? Because like you said... Even with your social media, you have to be careful how you show up. Yeah. Right? Like, what are some things... <laughs> I'll ask it a different way. Are there some men that you have to not date because of who you are? 
Oh, absolutely. What kind of men are those? My pool is very small. For anyone listening, if you're thinking that you have a shot, it's probably this much shot, but whatever. So, like, what what are, like, red flags? What are red flags, and is there a type of profile that you literally just swipe? Is it left or right? Swipe left. I don't know. Like, no? No is left, right? Yeah. I mean, to be totally honest, the lifestyle I live and being an entrepreneur and being a business owner... It is very unique, yeah. and it it is a lot. It is a lot sometimes. Yes. And I'm coming to terms with I'm either going to need someone who's doing the same thing that's also an entrepreneur yeah. or someone who works in, in, with business owners yeah. for a living, yeah. like attorneys. Somebody who or, understands. Yeah, because right. it's just, and it's not even about, it's, it's all about just perspective and understanding and also there's totally a dude that I would set you up with (sighs) I just thought about him (laughs) I mean the first thing on my list is I gotta be physically attracted to you for sure number one there has to be chemistry number two there has to be chemistry there has to be good like conversation right you know you have to I I like to have fun and be funny but I'm very sarcastic but also like like I said I like intellectual conversation right we have to connect. Yeah. I have to connect with you mentally. Yeah. You have to be able to make eye contact with me yeah. and make me think. Exactly. And then I'm like, oh, shit. There goes the panties. They're already like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so the other thing, too, is just like someone who shares the same passion yeah. for life that I do. And drive. And drive. Right. And, and positive outlook. Everyone has their shit, but if you're negative or if you have a chip on your shoulder or if you're a victim of your life and of the people around you. Can't do it, man. I'm out. I'm sorry, but I can't. Because, I mean, I could sit here. I I mean, we're all, we all have it. Sure. But it's what you focus on. But if I listen to it all the time, I'm going to be miserable. No. Yeah. You can make yourself depressed. I don't, so, you know, someone positive, I mean. I'm still trying to figure out, like, do I need, like, a yin and yang situation? Kind of like what you've found, you know? know. You guys have, like, two different energies. And those things those things come with challenges, too. But it's also, yeah. like, his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah. Like, I suck. I'm, I'm very good at making money. I'm not good at managing my money. Yeah. So, like, he manages all the money. That's great. And, like, but not to a point where I'm, like, completely blind. Like, I don't yeah. know where our money is going. Like, yeah. we have conversations about it. But it's, like, when it comes to financial decisions, he's, like, use this card today for gas because you get extra points yeah. on this. I would have no idea. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. But it also comes with his challenges, right? Because I'm an extremely social person. I like to go to parties. I like to go out with friends. Yeah. I like to go to dinners. He does not. Yeah. So it's like I have to I have to think about what is going to be um, the most what's going to have the most impetus. Right. Like, yeah, if it's a family dinner, hey, I need you to show up for this family dinner. If I'm going out with my friends, I'll be like, hey, I'm going by myself. Yeah, like, we're cool. But yeah. I also have to be secure enough in my relationship and in myself to go do those things by myself. Yeah. But yeah. I still want him to come sometimes, yeah. you know, so that's a that's a conflict. That's a battle. Yeah, but I get it. Whatever. I've been in that situation before and. It's, it depends on the person. Like, as long as at home, like, you feel loved and supported. For sure. And cared about. And as long as it's not like, where are you at? When are you coming home? Where do you think you're going? I'm following your location. Like, no, he's just like, hey, go have fun with your friends. Like, today, he's like, have a good podcast. Love you. Bye. Like, does he listen to my podcast? No, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Secure. Yeah. Adds to the list. Secure has good boundaries. Right. You know. Alpha. That's very much an alpha. I've had so many guys say i'm an alpha listen if you have to say you're the you're just, an alpha you're not an alpha I'm like, i, I love you but you're not 
I mean, I'm an alpha in some categories, but not all. I'm not trying to fucking when grow I went a to dick Denver, and balls, my God. Literally. Fucking cheers to that. I, when I went to Denver, I sat down with a bunch of friends and we had dinner. And I pulled out my phone and I started recording a podcast. And one of the girls at the table had an alpha male tattoo on her face. Oh, my God. And I was like, bitch, that's, that's what's hilarious. up. Like, she was like, these dudes, and she even said it in the episode. She was like, these dudes act like they want a boss bitch, but they can't fucking handle a boss bitch because a boss bitch will keep you accountable. Yeah. And I was like, thing. that's true. It's accountability. <laughs> and you know what? I want someone to hold me accountable mm-hmm. to show up and be my best self. So it's not it's not like I'm sitting here like waiting to just catch you no. fucking off. Right. But, you know, it's it's all about just I don't know, finding that balance. And even tough. as a woman CEO, whatever, it's I just as a CEO bitch, you don't even have to CEO, say woman. As a CEO snap. You know, at work, I I am in control and I am in charge and I you know, have a, a, a wonderful team, but I have to show up with a certain energy oh, every day. It has to be because if I don't very, show up that way, then like everybody's going to be affected. Everyone's going to freak out. Everybody you have to be like, "What the fuck to, is going on?" You have Instability. To yes. <laughs> yes. So you have to be calm, cool, collected all the time. But when I come home, I want to feel safe to just and be secure. myself. Yes, and able to express myself, and then that's where the feminine energy will come out. If your man who is really an so alpha. So true, dude. A lot gives you that safe space and supports you and loves and you. And you get to come home and be that vulnerable yeah. female. And you know what? Sometimes I want you to just take the lead and do shit and handle shit. Yeah. I want you to leave that outfit on the bed and be like, hey, we're going on a date night. This is what you're going to wear. Let's go. Yeah. I'll be like, well, maybe I look fat in it. Okay. I don't know if you pick the right size. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yes. so, that's like romantic and it's right. thoughtful and it's sweet. Effort. And- yeah. I mean, I love the traditional stuff. Like, I want the man to play his part. Yeah. But my job, to me, is just my passion. Right. I mean, regardless of how much money it is. Exactly. It's, for me, it's just my my thing so that I have something to do with myself all day. Yes. <laughs> well, and also, like, if, you know, it's like if the passion is there and the, the intent behind it is positive and good, like, yeah. it's going to make money. If you're putting out the right thing, you're putting in the, the right effort, which is what you found, right? Oh, yeah. You're growing and scaling it's because so it's, rewarding. it's literally a passion for you. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, the money, yes, the money is required. It's, ne- it's necessary, yeah. right? But it's like it's not all of it. No. Which is so great because that shows through in your in your business, in your company, into your clients. Yeah. Like they see it. She's actually driven by this. It's yeah. not just I'm in it to make money. Where's sign on the on the on the dotted line? Like no. I need to make money from you. Right. We are and I I just have to go back to the team. All of us, we just love our clients because we love working with business owners. We love hearing their story. We love learning how they got to where they got why they're passionate about what they do. And then creatively, we get to come in and, and tell that story and right. help them grow. Right. And it's just so cool. It's, I mean, I've always loved marketing and, and being creative. And so, you know, making videos, photos, writing. I was a singer for a long time. So creativity is a really a passion for me. But then being able to take that skill set, being able to take a team of creative people yeah. and put this process together that then offers these owners who are also very passionate and have, you know, amazing businesses. It's, it's just, like it's so rewarding and then on the back end of that is we get to work with individuals who were just like me 10 years ago right that just needed an opportunity yes and we're able to do that and I bring mean, them on and then they thrive and yeah and it's just it's like being it's kind of like being a parent you yeah. know watching your team yes. all, all the just watching them grow and learn and evolve and just 
I don't know. It's, it's so rewarding. That's just something that it's, it's hard to, to, um, for people to fully understand that unless you're in it too. Cause right. it's just, unless you're growing your baby too. Yeah. <laughs> but this is your baby. This is very much your baby. It is. It's my first business. It's my baby. This is huge. I'm protective of it. Right. <laughs> I love it. I want to nurture it. I want it to grow. I care and way develop. too much about it. Yeah. I freak out about it all day, every day. I need to be on some sort of Xanax, but I can't take Xanax. Welcome to parenting. Oh my God. I totally want to ask you. So this is not a plug. Obviously this episode is not sponsored, but I'm curious about thesis. Yes. How's it going? It's going good. So I've been experimenting with a few of the different ones. Yeah. I do like it. Okay. Um, like with anything. So the, when it works the best for me, you have to think about what's in your body. Um, I like to take it first thing in the morning with water. Sure. And it works the best if I have not been drinking that week. If yeah. I have drank the night before, it's going to not work very well. Yeah. Um, and if I'm eating clean, yeah, it works the best. Okay. Yeah. So thesis for everybody who's listening. Um, so um, Mary... I don't know if you were diagnosed with ADD. Obviously, you were, right? Yeah. 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 Which I think all fucking salespeople have ADD. ADHD. I have the hyper one. Like, I can focus pretty well. Chloe has too. But I'm I'm bouncing off the walls. I'm all over the place all the time, man. And anxious. Yeah. So it helps with that. Yeah. So (laughs) I I have been experimenting with that. Um, I like it. It's a great alternative to like Adderall and stuff like that. Did you completely stop taking Adderall? So it just depends on the day. Yeah. I'm working on that right now. So it's like, but it's curbed your, or, um, I would say sometimes you use it in replace of, or in place of Adderall. Yeah. So what's interesting, I was talking to, um, Ashton actually, she's one of my coaches who's really helped me you know, work through when I get stuck yeah. in a corner. Yeah. Um, so I've been tracking how I feel every day of the month because I started to notice a pattern of What's when that pattern like of when I needed like when I felt more anxious or just more yep. just impatient or yes. just all the little things. I just was just like annoyed by everything. Yeah. And those are the days that I wanted to be on the Adderall because yeah. it's it's just a lot. Yeah. I mean, already every day is a lot. So there's this thing called PMDD for women yep. listening. And it's... Postmenstrual disorder or, or something. Pre, I think it's pre. Pre? Because it's like seven to 10 days before your actual start of your period. Sure. And I've noticed like my hormones are like wild. I don't know. And yeah. I have really, really, I don't know. We're not, we won't go down that path. But anyways. Um, like, I'm crazy, but there's a reason. Uh, there are only certain <laughs> days of the, of the month. That's what I was going to say. Like uh, when I had that birth control guy on, we I started, after he came on, I started tracking my period. I started eating for my cycle mm. and I, yeah. And I started tracking like, what, what does it mean to be in your luteal phase? What does it mean to be in your follicular phase? What does it mean to be in your menstrual phase? What does it mean to be in your ovula- ovulatory phase? Yeah. And they're actually different times of the month where your body needs like, you know, like the the requ- physical requirements, like that would be your day. Let's say you're ovulating, right? That mm-hmm. would be the day to do hit. That would be your day to oh. work out hard. That would be your day to do this because yeah. your hormones are supreme, like sublime in that moment. Yeah. And then like when you're going through the follicular phase, that's your time to like do the long distance running or to do your longer classes where it's like steady state cardio. But then when you're in your menstrual phase, that would be the time to do yoga. That would be the time to go for walks. That would be the time to do this because unlike men, men have a hormone cycle that's 24 hours a day. Mm. So their cycles are exact, their uh, hormones are exactly the same every single day. That's why dudes wake up with like morning wood because their their, their testosterone levels are the highest in the morning Mm -hmm. because overnight they've, their hormones have replenished and they should wake up and be the same. We have a 28 day cycle. 
So our bodies are going through this fucking roller coaster mm-hmm. every 28 days. So it's like, well, of course it makes sense that fucking seven to 10 days before my period, I'm crazy. I'm craving chocolate. I have acne all over my face. Oh, I can't and I'm stop losing my shit. It's right. Bizarre. It's literally clinical, but we've mm-hmm. never been taught this shit before mm-hmm. because every scientific study is based on men. So they automatically assume and uh, put us in these buckets with men and they're like, well, you should be normal. No, motherfucker. I'm. <laughs> I'm my shitting. body is I'm shitting organs. Okay. There's a World War Three going on in here. Inside of the uterus, bro. And it's like once I started digging in on that, that's what so and this is a shameless plug for Josh Thomas Pro Lifted Mindset. Um he came on my podcast and we started talking about it and then I showed him this program and he was oh. like he was like, I want to work with you on this. I want to see how it works. I've been with him for two months now. I've gained twenty fucking pounds, which sucks. But I'm also maintaining. Like, yeah. um, I told him I was like, I need to get off the stimulants. I need yeah. to get off the Adderall. I need to stop. Um, I need to stop dieting. So mm-hmm. I need to stop being at a calorie deficit. Which means for me, uh, right now I weigh. This morning I weighed one eighty eight. Mm-hmm. So for me, just for maintenance alone, my calories need to be at eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred. Mm-hmm. Just to maintain where I'm at right now. And yeah. I'm a little bit fluffier than I was in the summer. Then the summer, my lowest weight was like 168. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'm trying to get pregnant. I want yeah. my like my all around hormonal health to be optimal. Yeah. I don't want to be stressed out all the time. I don't want to be riding the cortisol fucking roller coaster mm-hmm. of stress all mm-hmm. the time because I'm never going to get pregnant like that. Yeah. So we've been working with that. But like once I started digging in on our cycle and our monthly cycle and why we feel the way we feel, I started sending shit to Matt. I was like, this is how you support me through my follicular phase. This is how you support me through my luteal <laughs> like, phase. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Really? Do I really have to do this shit? Like, just read it. Right. Just listen. Thank you. Support me. But yeah, that that's taught me a lot too about like where I'm at. And I tell all of my very close guy friends, like guys that work with me or my best friend, uh, John Bros. Mm-hmm. Best guy friend. Didn't bang him. Thank you very much for the record. <laughs> I saw something on Instagram yesterday. It said, if he has a girl best friend, they've definitely had sex before. And I'm like, no, we haven't. <sighs> but I told him, I was like, dude, you l- learning women's cycles Game changer. Yeah, then they don't have to like be all beast mode. Yeah, caught off guard, you know. Literally. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I, <laughs> I learned that your cycle is about a week away. Here's some chocolate and some wine. I'm gonna leave you alone now." Wow. What Whoa. an angel. Whoa. What a sweet baby. He just I have to a- marry you. <laughs> he just earned a sexual favor. Literally, whatever For you sure. are. Anything. <laughs> but yeah, I started. Le- I started teaching myself about that and educating myself more about that, and it's been like totally different it is yeah so i'm experimenting with that now i'm really trying to figure it out it's just hard when my lifestyle is a roller coaster with yeah. startup life yes and then as a woman you know it's just it's a lot to try and manage so i i just i want to show up as the best version of myself every day for my team and i want to i want to be a positive influence i want to lead by example yeah. and so i'm just trying to figure out you know how to get all of the ups and downs of that squared away. But I've been tracking it and I feel a lot better knowing now that like, it's going to come. It's not every day right. that I, you know, cause you got to eliminate certain things like sure. what it could be or, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah. So I'm in the process, but thesis, yes, I do love it. It's a great alternative for Adderall. So I know that there were, f- there's four, this is literally like a plug for thesis. You're welcome. Thesis. This is free advertising. Yeah. But I know that there are four like, um, 
nootropics that they send you, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know, clarity, focus, some energy, other energy. Uh, motivation. And motivation. Mm-hmm. So, like, on certain days, you would take different ones. Yeah, and so... After trying it, I just liked the energy or motivation one the best. Yep. That's where um, I'm at, too. I'm like, I never want to meditate. I just need some energy and some motivation. Although I probably should. <laughs> it's probably good for my mentals. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go away. Um, yeah, so I really like the energy and the motivation one. But yeah. again, I also, this is why I'm doing that fast for five days yeah. to clean my system out. So yeah. it depends on what's in your body. It depends on how you're sleeping. Yeah. Like... The, the hard part about, like, the Adderall, you take it no matter what you've done. You know how you're going to feel. If you've eaten Sonic. Yeah. If you've been wasted the day before, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's going to work. But, you know, so I've, I'm working on um, finding... Balance there. Yeah. 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 So, but stay tuned. I do like these, so... Yeah. I would give it a shot. I, I think I will. Yeah. Just because I found that I have more of the ADD, ADHD tendencies... That I've had to not necessarily self-diagnose. Clearly, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But like when you look up the symptoms of people who have those things, it's like starts multiple projects, never finishes. And I'm like, <laughs> shit. I look around the kitchen and I'm like, my breakfast dishes are over there. My coffee shit is over there. It's out. I need to put it away in my bathroom. My hair dryer and curling iron is still on the counter. Didn't put those away. Like, yeah. And I noticed those things. So I was like, all right, if these are the tendencies of someone who does have this, I'm I'm aligning with a lot of those tendencies. So number one, I have to like remind myself hey go put your shit away and then on top of that like being very cognizant of like my sleep like Mm -hmm. or what I'm eating or how I feel like I I have once I started being more mindful and it sounds very um trendy right to say things like that like oh I'm being more mindful in my practice no No. like I'm being more mindful every day like typically when I had a bad day what would I do just freaking dive head first into sugar like I would just dive bomb and just be like eat it right But now I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. So instead of eating chocolate, I'll eat like a fucking banana or an apple or whatever and just be like, oh, okay, cool. I got that satisfied. Like I am satisfied from that. So I don't want to dive headfirst into chocolate or whatever. And finding alternatives where before it was so funny. One of my, one of the guys that had been on the podcast before he posted something and he's a, he's a bodybuilder, him and his wife Uh and they own a gym in St. Thomas bitch we should go there uh, i mean what we should go there <laughs> we need to go to st thomas we need to go okay me you all the girls let's go but they uh i went there in 2018 and that's how i met them because we were looking for a gym on the island because you know me i'm like well anywhere i go i have to fucking yeah. work out how cool we found the gym and i was like oh my god and then they came on the podcast but he posted something the other day that was like you know typically when i had a craving for donuts I typically I I tend to do better if I just eat the donut versus eating an apple, a protein bar, a chocolate shake, and something else, and then I'll eat the donut too. Like it's gonna happen. But I noticed that when I ate bad food like sugar, I had that immediate rush, and then I crashed. Yeah. And then from the crash, you are only thinking about the crash. Yeah. God, I feel like shit. Like yeah. Oh, I feel so bloated. Oh, I feel like garbage. Oh, I have to work out now because I ate that or whatever. Yeah. So it becomes a very reactive cycle versus being proactive and saying, oh, you know, I can have like two cups of strawberries yeah. and feel a lot better than if I ate a whole chocolate bar. Yeah. And then I don't have to cry about how terrible I feel. <laughs> yeah. It's well, you know what? I just think it's amazing that you're even like taking the time to be self-aware and think yeah. about it and not be a victim. You're just trying to figure it out for yourself, which right. is so, so like important and powerful. Yeah. yeah. Working on it. That's a great, great I'm trying thing. to teach my kid to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But she's cool. She's like, Mom, um, I had too much of this cupcake. I'm too sugared. I don't want any more. And I'm like, where the fuck did you get that from? Because it definitely was not for me. <laughs> I would have been That's shoving hilarious. it in my mouth, like, at your age. See you around. Yeah, man. Um, I, I always enjoy you coming on. Oh, like, you're, so like, fun. one of my favorite guests. I know. Always. I feel like we're the same person. For real. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, younger me. It's fine. Younger and entrepreneur me. It's no, cool. I had such a, such a blast. <laughs> and, I don't know, I love your podcast. And hopefully people. Thank you. Enjoyed it and yeah. laughed a little bit with us. Yeah. Was there anything that anybody said that they wanted to hear you talk about? Um, honestly, that story that I had, I have not checked and it went away now. Of course. I'm the worst Instagrammer ever. So. I know. Mine just said, uh, <laughs> I got a bunch of comments like, is she single? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. No. <laughs> no i'm taken by my company by, my, by myself thank you by my business maybe we'll see so you guys have four full-time employees now we do yeah that's insane i need to go sell some shit but how badass mm-hmm. yeah yep are you getting most of your like leads from referrals or how's that working right now yeah. even better we're about to though completely revamp our our own instagram strategy so i'm really excited about it and yeah. i think that we're gonna get some some did you consult action. with somebody on that or did you just like, you're, we just need to do this? We just need to do this. Yeah. That's the problem. It's, it's, I'm as a business owner, I'm guilty of it myself. And I talked, I consult business owners on this all day, every day. I know. But, but it's like the plumber, man. The plumber has the toilet that doesn't work. Exactly. You know? So we're going to really push it. We yeah. Got it. But I, we have big goals and we, we're going to meet them. Exactly. So I'm, that's I'm right. Gonna we're be, manifesting this shit right here. Yeah. On BGP. We're going to go. We're going to go get what we want, and then yeah. we're going to continue growing. I was trying to find the story, but... No, you're good, man. Archived stories, archive. Do you say, is that how you can save them, or is it just saved? That's where you can go and see if anybody... I didn't see any come through that we didn't already talk, because I kind of listed them out as part of these topics. Oh, perfect. Okay. A lot of them were dating-related, for sure. For sure. Our favorite topic. People love to hear about it, and it's funny because, like, I work a lot, and I just, people, when I post about, like, work stuff and, like, business stuff, I don't get as much engagement as I do. Bro, they want to hear the juicy shit. They do. (laughs) And I'm like, I hate my- Dating is the juice. I hate talking about it. Dating is the juice. (laughs) But, you know. But it's also, like, I hate it because that's not all that we're about, you know? We're multifaceted. Like, we can do- I can do many things. Mm-hmm. I can have a kid. I can go to work. I can I can be in a relationship. I can have my podcast. I can have this. I can go to the gym. I can work out. I can do all these things. But then yeah. everybody's like, but like, what's dating like? Like, what are you doing? Like, what kind of guys are you seeing or whatever? All I'm of like, them. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. But I will yeah. say the dating episodes that I've posted, that we posted previously, maybe they didn't get as juicy as I wanted to get, but yeah. like they did get so many hits. Yeah. I had, I actually need to have her on again. She's my neighbor. Um, she's a sex therapist. Oh. She's someone that I've known for, shit, how old am I? I'm 34. 14 years. Wow. We waited tables together in college. Oh, cool. It's so cool. And like the first episode when she came on, we did, it probably went to two and a half hours. So we cut it up I in two episodes. I listen to that. Yeah, I'll send them to you. Um, her name's Bianca. She's a sex therapist in South Lake. <sighs> yeah. Okay. She's so legit. I'm listening. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but she... Since she came on my show, she 
uh, has been married and became a stepmom. So I'm like, man, I want to talk about that transition. Like what that, because she didn't have kids before she married a man with two kids. She became their mom overnight. Like they moved from another state here and just like so many things. But that episode probably got, that was probably like my fifth downloaded, most downloaded episode of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just because we talked about everything and we talked about real Mm. life and all of that. I love it. And she had some real juicy stories too. I want to hear it all so about funny. it. Yeah. She's like, once I, once I dated a guy who was addicted, who was a sex addict, I was like, oh my God, you're what? a therapist. How, do you How did you do that? like that? She didn't even know. Oh. He was like creeping on the side. Yeah, Ugh. bro. It was awful. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-mm. But thank you. Thank you for this having so me. Fun. I, I can't love believe it's about already this been like an hour and a half. Man. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my gosh. No, that was really fun. It was super fun. Yeah. I love having you on every time. It's always entertaining. (laughs) It literally is like talking to myself. It's great. Can we just put a mirror right here? Like we're both just talking to ourselves. It's totally fine. (laughs) But yeah, so um, for anyone who's listening who is a business owner who Mm -hmm. wants to employ you as their social media agency, Mm -hmm. um, how would they find you? So on social media, we're Social Practice US on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Okay. Um, our website social-practice-tx.com. If you Google social practice, you'll find us. Um, and then if you want to follow me on my personal page and just want to watch me talk shit about everything, just kidding. No, <laughs> I, I'm actually, I try to be really Anything positive. and everyone. No, I like you're to share super all my little positive. tips and tricks on yes. like how to make your life a little bit better. Yeah, bro, I ordered large Velcro rollers because of you. Girl, it's a game changer. My next blowout, I'm about to use them. It is a game changer. I can't wait. If you have like straight I'm hair. i my hair tomorrow. You need, you need volume. And all of this is your hair, mind you. For anyone who's listening <laughs> and not watching this. Can you see it? Her hair is all the way past her boobs. Like it's that long. I'm so impressed. There's no extensions know. here. I guess, I this guess my life is isn't going too terrible. My hair is growing, so <laughs> exactly. that's a good sign. So we're winning somewhere, right? <laughs> no. Um, my uh, personal Instagram is Mary Elizabeth Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the Instagram that you've had to rebuild. Yeah, so it's, it's. I mean, I'm doing kind of the same thing, but if you want to follow an entrepreneur, you know, talking about the, all the things. If you but like you're clothes. an entrepreneur who's going, let's not say the right way. You're going at it in a very positive way Mm -hmm. like you get up every day you go work out you Mm -hmm. post your workouts like you're posting positive and uplifting um inspiration for people who could potentially either want to be like you or want to own a business like you or whatever you're showing your life yeah which is my favorite yeah this is what i do and this is how i do it and i'm like damn this bitch is so fine (laughs) thanks i'm fucking crazy i'm just kidding Crazy hot. Uh, the, hot <laughs> the crazy hot scale. Crazy fun. <laughs> Listen, Whatever. Matches. <laughs> I'm just here for a good time. You Honestly, know? though, I don't think you're fucking crazy. I mm. think everybody has mm. everybody has their own head trash that they carry with them everywhere they go. Everybody has their baggage. You mm-hmm. got to let it go. Whatever. But like we all have our thing. Yeah. Right. Like my number one fear is like fear of abandonment. Yeah. Abandonment. That's a real fear. That's mine too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. I'm just kidding. Can't talk about. Can't talk ill of the dead. But I know. Yeah, for sure. It's like fear of abandonment and not being heard. Mm-hmm. Those are my two biggest things. Like I want to be heard and I want to be validated. Yeah. And it's like, but if you are um, consciously expressing and being vulnerable with those things, then you will eventually find that person who wraps you up in a hug and says, "Hey, man, I'm here for you, and I'm not going to leave." Yeah. And that's like the ultimate, right? Yeah. 
I'm here for you. I will listen to you and I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly like exactly spot on. And until you find that person, you got to be that person for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've had to learn. Which is really fun. It's wild. <laughs> You're like, sometimes I don't want to fucking do this. Okay. It's really wanna... hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, you're totally right. But I mean. Yeah. Life is awesome, man. That's a whole other topic. Just learning a bunch of shit, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'd love to, anybody that listens that wants to follow along on my journey. For sure. Join. Mary Elizabeth Rob on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Mary Rob. Mary Rob. I don't really do much on Facebook, honestly. I don't either. I post and ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, sorry for the <laughs> engagement or lack of, lack thereof. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for everyone who's listening to Big Girl Pants Podcast. If you want to find us, find us anywhere that you find your podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out with an email at biggirlpantspod at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Bye.